What's going on, everybody? We got another episode of the NBA betting lines. We're talking Thursday, November 17th. You know, Thursday, this used to be NBA on TNT night. I don't know what happened. And now it's Tuesday. The NBA is afraid of the NFL. I know Thursday was great because it was like, you know, just kind of before the weekend, probably why the NFL chose that date. And, you know, you could stay up a little later. It felt like, okay, Friday is a slower day. Let's stay up a little later on Thursday. No longer the case. Kind of frustrating. We're going to start. Uh, it's a three-game night, by the way. But we'll start San Antonio in Sacramento. Sec. Ramento minus seven. Sacramento's on fire. Um, really impressive wins. Obviously, starting with that Golden State win. And crushing it last night. Or sorry, I should say last night. Tuesday night. Shellacking the Nets. Putting up 153 points. Here's the most impressive thing about Sacramento. Of late. So, again, they're on a four-game winning streak. They started the season like two and, you know, oh and four. They've been seven to two in the last nine. Amazing stuff. And a lot of the change for Sacramento has been just just a unit change. Putting Keegan Murray in the starting lineup. Gets spacing. And now they have five guys in a starting unit who are capable of hitting a three. I always say in a starting unit, you need to have at least five guys now, in today's NBA, in my opinion, to be good. Capable of hitting a three. And three of those guys have to be good three-pointers. The other two don't have to be good. They just have to be capable. Maybe a quarter three, something like that. Um, Sacramento right now, let's check the standings real quick before we jump on them. So the Kings right now in the eighth place, you know, uh, Simmons mentioned, other people mentioned it. If they make the playoffs, they're putting up a banner at the arena. Um, 7-3 last 10, 7-2 last 9, rather. Winners of four in a row, as we noted. Um, this game is in Sacramento now. They've been playing way better there. Um, they are actually... Four and three at home, three and three on the road, but um, seem to be that's where they're shellacking teams. Let's deep dive on this one. So they're coming off an impressive win. They're on a winning streak. This is not as much as you don't look at the mini schedule in this route. This is, again, part of a homestand. So let's talk about that. The Kings <clears throat> uh, have been home since the 13th. This will be the third game on this homestand. They're going to be home until the 20th. So a full week at home. Um, and, you know, they're going to keep the mojo going. By the way, line hasn't changed. DraftKings fans both have the same line. Sacramento minus seven. So the Kings feeling good about this one. Let's go and focus on the Spurs for a second. The Spurs uh, coming off a loss in Portland. They lost the Golden State, so they lost two in a row. And then they lost, they did beat the Bucks, an undermanned Bucks team at, at home. No Giannis in that one. Uh, after losing a tight one to the Grizzlies in overtime. So losers of three of the last four. Um, and the Spurs overall are 6-9. and nine, And they are not great at home on the road. I don't think it matters. 3-4 and four on the road. Uh, now the question is, seven-point spread. Do they get blown out? Yes, they do. Uh, the Spurs lost by seven in Portland. That is this exact spread. So um, can't say too much about that. But... They got the daylights beaten out of them in Golden State. Golden State, obviously, very prone to blowing teams out. They won that game. They lost that game, rather, by 37. Um, and then, you know, on the road again in Denver, they lost by 25. Again, Denver's another team because of the altitude and all that shit. Um, but they lost to the Raptors by 43. 
Again, that was the home loss. So they can get blown out. Um, look, can't bet against the Kings right now. Now, seven's a lot. If you want to do alternate line spreads, you can move it down to five and a half, maybe. Still, give me the Kings minus seven. They're on fire. That spread's got to be bigger. They're playing like a four seed right now on this winning streak, and I think they continue to win. Brooklyn is in Portland. Here's an interesting one. This is really interesting. Portland is minus one and a half. That just seems way too low. Let's look at the standings for a second. This game is in Portland. That's our on a road trip. Portland is 10 and 4. They have their best record in the Western Conference. Okay. Six and four in the last ten. They are good on home and good on the road. Four, two at home, six and two on the road. Now, I get it. I get it. Okay. Portland meet well, let's just talk about Portland for a second. Portland um has won uh, one, two, four of the last five. Okay. The loss was in Dallas Saturday night. They're coming off a standard solid win against the Spurs. Right. So they're feeling good. They're playing well. No, this isn't like a another one of those mini schedules that we talk about. Portland's at home for a little bit. This is the second game at, at home on, on a three-game homestand. So it's just this week, right? 15th through the 19th, they're home. They go back on the road uh, next week, the Thanksgiving week. Let's talk about Brooklyn. I think we know what happened with Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn's got all the saga going and all that. Kevin Durant's not talking about the, the roster and a starting lineup. He's like, no disrespect to the guys. If you put out a lineup of B Sumner, you know, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, like, what do you expect's going to happen? I know we got me, but, like, come on. He literally said that. Not of those words, but you get the picture. Um, here's what's interesting. Fandle has the line, FYI, at minus 2.5. Which sounds more accurate than DraftKings minus one and a half. Uh, Brooklyn's coming off a absolute beatdown. They lost by 32 points in Sacramento. I think it was the worst loss in the Nets had to the Kings in, in the history of the franchises. Um, they follow that up, losing to the Lakers. No one loses to the Lakers. The Nets. The Nets lose to the Lakers. Lost by 13. Um, after beating the Clippers. So, like, here's... Let's just take a step back, because this is more psychological than it is about like trends and mini-schedules, because I want to discuss this. After all the saga that happened with Brooklyn, right, um, I think things came into head, and then when they finally gave Jacques Vaughn that full coaching duties, the team really band together, and they're like, all right, let's do it for Jacques, this whole thing's pissed us off, let's show them who we're about. Great. And they ripped off two in a row. Then they were like, you know what, this team kind of sucks, actually. What do we, and they looked at each other, and they're like, no. Lost to the Lakers, who are bad. And then just, you don't, you don't get blown out. That's just, you know, to the Kings. Um, I think they're going to try different things. I think Jacques Vaughn's feeling a little heat. I get that he got the full-time tag. That's great. He's going to want to extend this bad boy. The Nets going to start winning some games if they're talking playoffs, right? Um, the Nets right now are 6-9. and nine. They're in the 12th seed. So, look, it's still early, but... You got to get Simmons involved, and if I'm look, if I'm Brooklyn, I, I would have started Simmons at the one with Kyrie out, I'm not putting Simmons in the rotation. That's absurd. So I'm having Simmons handle the ball, and defensively he can play the five, and I have shooters around him, so I could start. This is what I would have done, just to get the offense going, let it run. I would do Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, KD, uh, Royce O'Neal. That would be my starting. Five. That would be a five man unit that I roll out, and they're like, what? Yeah, I got some shooting. Okay, guys who know how to play. Let me, let me get one unit right. 
Okay? And then, yeah, if I can bring in Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, Nick Claxon off the bench, fine. But I try to let that five-man unit play a bulge. I know Joe Harris is playing like shit, but I don't know. That's what I do. Um, yeah, I, I... Hard to bet against Portland in this one. They're too hot right now. Uh, 10-4. and four. Going 11-4 would be nuts. But give me Portland minus one and a half, especially with the difference with the uh, FanDuel spread between DraftKings. Final game of the night. Detroit is in L.A. The Clippers are minus nine. By the way, I'm just going to say it out loud. This is the easiest betting night I've ever seen in my life. The Kings are minus seven seem, I feel pretty confident about. Portland minus one and a half I feel pretty good about. This sounds like a nice three-leg parlay. And I get to the Pistons-Clippers one as well. But off the bat, that seems like a good one. Let's look at the records. The Detroit Pistons are 3-12. and Cade Cunningham has been out on this road trip. Okay, They're already the worst team in the league with Cade Cunningham. They lose Cade Cunningham. What do you think is going to happen? Okay, Beef Stew is out as well, who's been productive for them. So now they're starting Marvin Bagley. He's a new guy in. Uh, this is not a good team without these guys out of the lineup with Detroit. But let's look at the schedule. What has Detroit done recently? Okay, well, the Pistons, this is actually the first of a road trip for them. So let's talk about that for a second. They're going to be in L.A. twice. Everyone plays L.A. twice. They're in L.A. back-to-back nice. So sort of a back-to-back to them. 17th and 18th. Then they go in Sacramento. Then they're in Denver. Then they're in Utah. This is a long-ass road trip. Then they're in Phoenix. We're not... And then we're done. And then they're back home in the 27th. So 11 days, 10 days away was a lot. Six-game road trip for Detroit. And it's and it's not going to be easy. Um... By the way, that, that Friday game, Pistons-Lakers, uh, two bad teams that are completely underachieving this year. Uh, drastic things could happen if either team loses that game. Let me just say that. Um, or a lot of heat and a lot of mentions. Um, the Pistons are coming off a four-point loss at home to the Raptors, but it was a injury with a Raptors team. They were competitive against Boston. Uh, at, at, again, that was at home, but that was following up the Celtics actually beating them down. So let me just rephrase that back. Wednesday, November 9th, the Pistons lost to Boston, 112-128. Three days later, to play that same Celtic team, you figure, like, that's going to be a tighter game. And it was. But that was in Detroit. They lost that one as well by nine. So they didn't cover either one. They played well, but they didn't cover. Now, they played the Knicks well. The Knicks are hit or miss. They lost by nine. So they've been competitive. Um, they did beat a good Thunder team on the 7th. You know, that's nine days ago already. So coming off this kind of bad, um, they're competitive in these games. They lose, but they're competitive is my point. They lost by four. They lost by nine. Lost by nine. Uh, besides the Boston game, you know, most of the recent losses are, are within nine. Let's talk about the Clippers. The L.A. Clippers... Um, and let's go to standings for a second. So the Pistons are three and twelve. Uh, the Clippers and they are, by the way, three and twelve. I, I, do they have a road win? No, they don't. They're zero and seven on the road. The Clippers are eight and seven, and they are three or four at home, five or three on the road. So it doesn't really matter. Not when you play in LA and you're not the Lakers. Tough. It's tough to play at home. Let's talk about the Clippers. 
Clippers uh, lost a squeaker in Dallas. That's a bad loss. They they should they should have won that game. Um, they shellacked the Rockets. They own the Rockets this year, and they lost to Brooklyn after being the Lakers the night before and after being the the, the Cavs there. So Clippers not really on any kind of let's say trend. Um, they're one in two in their last three with a tight one, but two and two in the last four. They're a five hundred team. Right, they're playing five hundred. Now, I don't know if they're going to get up for, for these Pistons. Uh, and again, with the Clippers, who knows who plays? They might have a lighter lineup thinking they could take advantage of Detroit. Uh, I came in thinking it's Clippers all day. Let me tell you something. I'm going to take Detroit plus nine. And I feel pretty decent about it. I think this is a the road trip, you know, start of a road trip for a team like Detroit like this, where the 3-12, and 12, and they're like, shit. You're like, what are we doing here? They got Bagley. They, 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 they really need to compete and get a win. Um, it's not going to look for Casey. It's not going to look for anybody there. So give me Detroit plus nine. To summarize, love the Kings minus seven. Love Portland minus one and a half. If you want to do two-leg parlay, great. Not as confident about this one, but I do like Detroit to cover. I think the Clippers still win the game. If you want to do an alternate line spread and get a three-leg parlay in there, you could do that. You can even get that juice down so that you could do something like Sacramento minus five and a half. I would still take Portland with that spread. That's a great spread to minus one and a half. Maybe the Clippers minus six and a half. Do that. See what happens. As always, happy betting.